Hi, and welcome to the Day One Podcast. My name is Simon Moran, and today I am sitting down with Mr. Paul Comedina. How are you doing today, Paul? I'm doing great. Thank you. So you are the Senior senior Managing Director here at CBRE in Phoenix, Arizona. But before we get a little bit more of what that role entails today, tell me a little bit about where you grew up and how that shaped to where you are today. Yeah. Again, thanks for having me. So I grew up here in Phoenix. Grew up in Moon Valley in North Phoenix and uh, along with you, went to grad, proud graduate of Brophy Prep. Um, and so after leaving Brophy, had an opportunity to move to San Diego to go to college at University of San Diego, uh, play basketball my freshman year, realized wasn't as good as I thought I was and uh, had an opportunity to focus on school and fun and think about the rest of my career. And during that time, made the decision to, to come back every summer to Phoenix everyone was going to San Diego for the summer. I, I was, was going to say, I, why would you do that? I was coming back um, to, I took an internship with the Ryan companies. They're a large development firm with a big presence here. And so came back every summer and, and interned for them, which was really my entree into the real estate business. Um, we had a number of friends growing up in the real estate business, but no real direct interaction with it. Um, I grew up in the car business, not the real estate business. And um, so ultimately had that entree into the real estate business and CBRE and interviewed all through my senior year of college for a job at CBRE. And after eight months, finally was given an opportunity to start as a sales assistant, sales trainee in our investment sales group in San Diego with a focus on uh, office and industrial investment sales. And so that was really my cutting my teeth, if you will, in the real estate business was um, underwriting opportunities, packaging opportunities, writing operating memorandums, talking to clients, et cetera, really more in kind of in a service capacity. And um, had a couple of good years and then the market turned uh, significantly south in in 2008 Mm -hmm. and then did another five years kind of through the downturn and uh, ultimately made a decision to move out of brokerage into leadership with the company in 2013. And a couple of years later, that led me back to Phoenix um, to lead the Arizona operations for CBRE. Now, tell me, as a young student here in Arizona, what were those things that were shaping you on the direction you wanted to go? Obviously, you were an athlete throughout high school and into college. But when it came to school or activities outside of sports, what were the things that were leading you to want to come down the avenue of real estate? That's a great question. I think... um, I don't know that I really realized when I was in either growing up or in in high school even, I don't know that I ever even thought real estate was necessarily going to be the path for me. Um, I think what I really tried to focus on was just candidly getting a well-rounded education just to have really good perspective around business, around finance. But I think the things I tried to do both in school and outside of school was really around people skills. And that sounds kind of cheesy, but um, people, some people would call it, you know, EQ, emotional intelligence, just being able to interact with people, you know, having good, direct, thoughtful conversations, good listening, asking questions. And those were things that were drilled into me at a pretty early age. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those were things that I really tried to focus on, again, both within school and outside of school. And I felt like if I had a good education at, at you know, great high school, great college, 
but I had those soft skills that I could kind of go whichever direction I wanted to go. And ultimately real estate presented itself as a great opportunity. And, you know, 2005 was like, okay, this is the path that I want to go. And I haven't looked back since. Now, were there any mentors growing up or people that you looked to that already ran businesses or were part of having a successful career that you looked to for advice or guidance to where, you know, your direction? Yeah. So I think there's a couple people that, that come to mind. I would say first, um, I mentioned the car business. Um, my dad was in the car business for a long time here in the Valley. And, uh, I watched the, the work ethic that he put forth every single day, um, starting out in the business and then, and then ultimately through his career and just always focused on showing up every day, attention to detail, working hard, um, treating people right. And so those were things that I learned early on from him. I think on the kind of the, the more soft skills types of things, it was probably my mom's dad, my grandfather. Um, I was fortunate in early age to spend a lot of time with him um, playing a fair amount of golf at Moon Valley Country Club. And I think that that's really where he taught me the importance of saying hello to people. Might seem simple, but that stuff's important. Sure. Um, saying hello, nice to meet you, shaking their hand, looking them in the eye, playing, saying please and thank you, those types of things. And having at, you know, 8, 10, 12 years old, having conversations with um, adults, people that were my parents' age or older, I think really helped me develop that at an early age. And so I really look back at those times, A, fondly because they were with my grandfather, but B, I really do think that those things really helped set me up for, you know, for my journey that I'm on today. And transitioning from going to school, going out to college at USD, and then working in, in San Diego and living there for 17 years, as you mentioned to me earlier, how did that role prepare you for what you're doing today on uh, at CBRE in Phoenix? So I think that my, my time in the brokerage business allowed me to understand real estate and my time in investment sales gave me i think pretty good perspective on all of the inputs that go into real estate a little bit of the leasing the investment sales um debt structure finance so i had a i had pretty good diversity of experience um, in brokerage which i think then prepared me for my transition to management in 2013 because at the time i was 29 and a lot of the people that i was helping lead candidly had been in the business longer than I had even been alive at that point. And so, um, I think having been in their shoes for, albeit only seven and a half, eight years gave me a little bit of credibility, but it also gave me the opportunity to have to know enough to be dangerous, to ask questions, not to tell them what to do, but mm -hmm. to, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And so I think that my brokerage time prepared me for that five years in leadership in San Diego. Um, that five years I trained under a guy, reported to a guy named John Frager, um, who has been an amazing mentor, both personally, especially professionally, and really taught me the importance of discipline, organization. Um, he's really a student of leadership. And so I would tell you that without his tutelage for those five years, I don't know that I would have been prepared to take this role a year and a half ago. Um, and so all of those things were kind of building blocks 
that led me up to the opportunity, A, to have the opportunity to take this job, but candidly also to have the confidence to feel like I could step into this market and lead a business um, with a fair amount of people here. And, you know, and so I think all those things really led me to where I am. So now you're managing people in Phoenix and Tucson and in between, and it's almost what I read online, it was up to a thousand employees. So with that magnitude of the job that it entails now, what does your day-to-day role look like and how do you manage it? Yeah. So, um, as you, as you described, so now, um, all lines of business that we do here in the Valley or at the state of Arizona report up through me. And so um, thankfully I have really good people that lead each department in each de- line of business in this marketplace. Um, there's no way you can do it on your own. And so I think that that's where the structure and the discipline are really important. One of the things that was really important to me when I first started was I had a really, really structured 90-day plan right when I got here. These are the three things I'm going to focus on. Here are the elements of each of those. And I did not deviate from those. Um, And they were around having a written plan. They were around um, getting to know our people and building a culture and um, spending time with our clients and our customers. Those were the three pillars of where I spent my time and candidly haven't really deviated from those since I got here. Mm -hmm. And so my time is spent, it varies every day for sure, but there's some really common things that I do. Um, Number one, I spend a lot of time with my leadership team and making sure that we have that written plan, we're executing that plan, we have a lot of discipline around it. I spend a lot of time with our professionals, you know, our salespeople, and not just our salespeople, but our property management folks and everybody else that really interact with our clients every day um, and making sure that they have what they need to be successful to maybe give them some thoughts and some ideas about how to take their business to the next place, you know, coaching and leading and mentoring and things like that. Um, and then I guess there's two other areas. Um, I spend a fair amount of time with our clients and really understanding what we're doing well, what we're, what are areas we can improve upon, and how do we really grow the business with them. So I spend a fair, both existing customers and prospective customers. And I think the last thing that I spend my time on that has been really important to me is being really engaged in the community. and not just in the real estate community, because I think our people do a really good job of that, but the business community. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, really involved in things like Valley leadership, like GPL, Greater Phoenix leadership, like the Greater Phoenix Chamber, YPO, really making sure that I've got a really good pulse on what's going on in the business and the civic community. And that me, on behalf of the firm, are really involved in the things that are shaping Arizona. And so I probably spend... 15 to 20% of my overall time in those community facing things. Cause I think it's really important to make sure that we live here, we work here, um, we play here, we raise our families here. And right. I think if we're not focused on making Arizona better, um, I think we've missed an opportunity. So, and, and obviously when it comes to real estate and, you know, the commercial side, the residential side, really everywhere in Arizona right now, 
we've seen a huge uptick of growth at apartment buildings, all these, you know, every week I'm driving around and there's a new building going up. So, but tell us a little bit about what CBRE or your guys' views are on the direction that Arizona's headed as far as the economy or the real estate economy goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I simply put, I think that we're in a really good position now and for the long haul. I think that, you know, starting at the top, um, I think our our governmental leadership has a really great vision for where we're going um, as a state. Um, and I think that comes down to the municipality level, notwithstanding we have challenges. But I think that um, we've got a lot of great things going for us. We've, we've had a lot of sustained economic growth over the last, let's call it eight years or so, eight to 10 years. Um, and we are a much more balanced economy today than we were the last in the last upturn. We mm -hmm. were very focused on construction today. Construction is still a, an important piece, but we've got a lot of other sectors that are driving our economy, and that's really terrific to see. So I think from an overall economic health, we're in a really great place. That dovetails into a great real estate market. Residentially, you talked about um, there's not a lot of inventory for sale. We haven't built new homes nearly at the pace that we did in the last cycle. And so I think that we're underserved from a housing supply standpoint. And I think we have to get a handle on that because I think that could, that could give us some challenges down the line. Phoenix is not affordable as it used to be. Um, relative to some markets we are, but I think that's something we need to be focused on. From a commercial standpoint, um, we've got a lot of people moving here. We've got a lot of companies that are creating, that are creating jobs here. And... Um, that's a really positive thing. And we're seeing that on the office space using side. We're seeing that in the industrial sector. Um, we're seeing, really seeing growth and expansion in all markets. And we're doing it in a thoughtful way. And we are, we're, we're being really disciplined about new construction. And I think that's really important because we're not in an overbuilding scenario. And so we're keeping our supply demand in relative equilibrium. Mm -hmm. And I think for us, for the long haul, that's gonna be really important. Now, we're sitting here in CBRE's offices and obviously the listeners can't see, but it's a very nice establishment, a lot of technology, you know, uh, TVs and information walls and things like that. How do you look at technology as an advancement in the real estate market? And how are you guys at CBRE utilizing that to help your clients and help uh, the process? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, there's no question that technology is impacting every business. Um, it's impacting our business in a substantial way in a couple different ways. Um, one, the way that our people work has changed as a result of technology. So the office that you described that we're sitting in, all of our people are paperless. All of our people have laptops. None of our people have assigned workstations. They have the ability to float and be flexible and work in a workstation. They can go work in a private office that they want to work for an hour or the day. They can reserve it. They can pop into a conference room. And so if they want to work from, they have the same functionality here as they do in LA or Hong Kong or Chicago. We purposefully designed our offices for people to work where they need to at that given time and be just as productive. So from a personal productivity standpoint, that's been a big focus for us. Um, in terms of how we utilize technology to uh, service our clients, um, you know, we believe that data is a huge piece of how our clients make decisions. 
and we have access to a lot of data. And so the technology oftentimes allows us to display that data and information in a really thoughtful storytelling type of way to help our clients make better decisions, whether you're um, just across the lobby is our Liquid Galaxy, which is a seven screen, fully interactive, call it, think Google Earth meets PowerPoint on steroids. Mm -hmm. um, and we can build custom imagery, but we can also fly anywhere in the globe and get down to the street level and walk the streets and help our clients make better decisions globally from this office. And so that's a tool that we're using, you know, thinking about many of our large occupier clients, people who occupy space, you know, it's using our, the information with our labor analytics team and telling them if you move here versus here, here's the impact on your employee base. And here's where you're most likely to have a, a stronger set of employees for future growth. We can now tell that story digitally and electronically um, in a way that's like, oh, that makes perfect sense. And so those are some of the things that we're really utilizing. Okay, and in finishing up here, tell us a little bit about for the listener, um, someone who's maybe in high school or trying to find you know, the career path that they wanna go down, if they're considering something in commercial real estate, what advice would you give them on what direction to take? So I think number one, having a really open mind is important. I think people oftentimes see certain people and say, I want to be that, um, not thinking about what their own strengths are, right? Some people have the personality and the stomach to be really successful in brokerage. Some people don't, and that's okay. And I think that whether you're in high school or you're in college, a lot of those assessments that really determine what your personality is like, how do you deal with stress, how do you deal with uncertainty, in what scenarios are you best, those are really important to do early on because I think that they can really, and you have to be honest with yourself about what your strengths really are. And I think that doing those assessments, really listening to people about where you're going to be best, I think is critically important. I think another thing that I would suggest is just simply meeting with a lot of people and don't meet with people who, and I did this, don't meet with people just who are really successful, who are your parents' age, um, if you're a student. Meet with people who are closer to your peer group because I do believe that starting in the business today is different than it was starting in the business 30 years ago. And talking to people who are just starting out, who are cutting their teeth, who are not making very much money, who mm -hmm. are working 90 hours a week, if that's a particular field you want to be in, you really got to understand what they like. What do they not like? What would they do differently? And so I think that meeting with a lot of people, but particularly meeting with people who are closer to your peer group to really assess what the right path is for you and sticking to that and um, be on time, dress appropriately. It's the, it's the simple things, right? right? Write handwritten thank you notes when you're done. Those things are impactful. Um, and I think the last thing is if you're fortunate enough to have somebody make a connection for you, don't have them set up the interview for you. Have them introduce you. You reach out and make that connection and ask for the meeting. Sure. Those things are small, but I think that they're really important. It's a great business. There's a lot of opportunity. You know, we got 95,000 people as a company globally and 
8% of them are brokers. Mm. That means 92% of them do other things. Right. There's a lot of opportunity in our business and you really got to find the path that's right for you as an individual. And if someone's listening that wants to reach out to you or your team over here at CBRE in Phoenix, what's the best way to get a hold of you guys to connect with CBRE? Um, my profile is up and running and all my contact information is there. Certainly feel free to reach out to me probably via email, um, you know, depending on what the opportunity is or what they're trying to do. Um, I'm happy to meet with anybody, but I might recommend, Hey, meet with this person, this person, this person. And, um, so reach out to me and we'll get, get anybody connected to the right folks. Awesome. Mr. Paul Comadina. Thanks for coming on the day one podcast today. Thanks for having me.